Hello listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Activate God's Purpose, where we yield our humanity to God's divinity. We yield our humanity to God for the truth. We seek the truth. We don't seek lies. We um, seek to see things as they are. We seek to see things through God's eyes. We seek to see things through the eyes of the world. And we seek wisdom from God and understanding and knowledge. It's good to know things. It's good to know the plan of God for your life. It's good to know why you're here. It's good to know your purpose in life. It's good to know God's agenda, blueprint, and purpose for you, for the world. It's good to know why he built us, how he built us, and why and for what purpose. You know, and um, unfortunately, we have a lot of lies built into our world, built into our systems. We have a lot of lies built into our psyche, into our, um, our hearts, our minds, our systems. We have lots of lies built into our relationships, our friendships, our marriages, our jobs. Our, and we put these lies into our children. And so these lies continue and continue and continue. There are so many of them. So many. But today I want to talk about a particular lie that is so destructive, that I find so evil, that I know God finds absolutely disgusting. And because of this particular type of lie, a lot of people have walked away from God. A lot of people have turned away from Him. And a lot of people who have never turned to God, um, but would have wanted to, do not come to Him. And a lot of people who are very stubborn and, and rebellious about turning to God, use it as an excuse, as a reason to not come to God. You see, so it, it is damaging the world. It is damaging the church. It is damaging people who come to church. It is damaging people who do not come to church. It is damaging people who do not want to go to church. And when I say church, I'm not talking about man's idea of church and man's man-made system of church of rituals and things like that when i talk about church i talk about zion as spoken in the bible zion as in a gathering of people who truly and genuinely worship god who truly and genuinely want to be with him who want to hear his voice who want to be led by him and his goodness and by his divinity a people who are yielded to him Unfortunately, we human beings have a rebellious nature, our free will, and we use it to do all sorts of things to each other, to do all sorts of things to God, to our loved ones, our friends, ourselves, our children, our world. But again, I want to come back to this one particular evil, this one particular danger, this one particular deception that affects all of us, whether you believe in God or not, whether you go to church or not, whether you gather with fellow believers or not, whether you've decided to start going to church and to believe God on your own and just live your life, but you believe in God, 
whether or not you choose to not believe in God. And again, when I talk about God, I'm talking about the God of the Bible. I'm talking about Yahweh. I'm talking about Jehovah. I'm talking about the one who is the beginning and the end, the all-knowing God, the all-seeing God, the God who is alive. The God who is, he's God the Father, he's God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit, not just any spirit, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, our Savior, the Anointed One, our Christ. And again, back to this evil that is being done around the world in so-called churches around the world, in so-called places of worship around the world. And it's not every place of worship. Actually, there's a difference between some a building being called a church and a place where people actually really yield and worship God. A people who are genuine, they're not perfect, but they gather and they fellowship and they worship Him in spirit and in truth. And God is looking for a people He's not looking for your perfection because that's you're not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. But he's looking for a people who are yielded to him, who adore him, who recognize that he created them. And they yield their heart and their souls, all they are and all that they are not, to him. Because they believe that he created them. He has a plan for them. He has a purpose for them. He has a will for them. And so even in their imperfections, they will worship him and praise him and trust him with everything. And that as, as time goes on, he will transform them into who he wants them to be. Because that is the best place to be. And it is the best, per best person to be the one that God created, the one whom God created, the masterpiece that you are, the masterpiece that I am. And so that's a place of worship where people really want to hear the unadulterated word of God. They want to hear the truth about God. They don't want to hear blasphemy. They don't want to hear stuff that's made up. They don't want to hear lies. They don't want you to, um, um, to make the word feel good. They don't want you to sweeten it up. They want you to give it to them as it is. And sometimes the word of God will hurt because it goes against our carnal nature it goes against it goes against our nature it goes against our you know but the bible says that it says he says um god knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb so there's a type of transformation that only god can give you so people like that fellowship and they worship him in spirit and in truth they mean it and then you have another type of people and unfortunately, they are in positions that can heal or wound, that can damage and destroy, or nurture and build. And sadly, they have taken advantage of that position. And I'm talking to you as, um, well, I don't like to call myself a victim because I <laughs> You know, God is my strength. God is my power. God empowers me. So whatever happens to me, he always helps me to bounce back and bounce back better. What should I say? I should say that I have fallen prey into the hands of such people. 
And I'm talking about the prophets and the elders in the house of God who lie to people, who damage people's lives. And because of such people, there is this misconception of God. There's this misconception of who he is, of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit. There's this misconception that is leading many, many, many thousands, millions away from God. There's this misconception about God that people are using as a stepping stone to not come to him. And this misconception is that every person who calls himself a man of God, or who calls himself a shepherd, or who calls himself a, um, a prophet or an elder in the church is actually ordained by God. And maybe they started as being ordained by God. And maybe they were ordained by a well-meaning priest or pastor. And maybe they even meant well when they started, but then they decided to go the other way while yet pretending to still be a real prophet, a true prophet, a true elder of the church. And many lives, many lives, many lives have been destroyed. And I tell you, if, if how I survived it, I don't know. But I know that many haven't. I know that many have become lost. I know that many have died in this misconception and because of this misconception. And I know that many are suffering right now because of this misconception that has been put out there about God. And the misconception is that everyone who stands to say that they are men of God or women of God are actually really hearing from him and speaking to his people. Not everyone who says that they are a man of God or a woman of God or a priest or a prophet or a, um, an elder is true. And this is the truth. And, you know, when you talk about these things, people say, how can you say that? How dare you? Well, I dare to because the Bible I read actually speaks of it. And it's happening as I speak. There are people who are dying. We're talking about people's lives, people's souls. And there are a people who think that they can toy with God's name, toy with his creation, toy with men, women, and children's lives for their own personal gain, lying to the people. And then making, giving people an excuse to not believe in God, giving them reason to not believing in God. So not only are lives, be, lives being destroyed, but God's creation is not turning to him. They're turning to other means and other ways that lead to dead ends, that destroy them. Why would anyone do that to another person? Why? When God is a healer, God is a deliverer, God is a restorer, God is a relationship builder, God is unconditional love. Why would someone use a position given to them, a high position given to them to lie to the people, to mislead them? But we shouldn't, you know, it's not okay to talk about it. Well, it is very okay to talk about it because people are dying. 
People are suffering, children are suffering, homes are suffering, families are suffering. This misconception that somehow you can stand there and lie that God said something when he didn't. And because of that, um, people are not coming to him. And then you think you will get away with it. In Lamentations chapter 4, verse 11 to 16, it says, God, I'm reading from the Message Bible, Lamentations chapter 4, verse 11 to 16. God let all his anger loose, held nothing back. He poured out his raging wrath or wrath. He set a fire in Zion, not on the world, not in the world, in Zion, in his own house, in the church, that burnt it to the ground. He set the fire, not me, not anybody else, not anyone revealing these things or talking about this misconception that has driven people away from God. It says, verse 12, the kings of the earth couldn't believe it. The world rulers were in shock when God did, did this to his own house, to his, his quote-unquote so-called prophets. The world was shocked. People who did not believe in God were shocked. People who had never had a relationship with God were shocked. People who had been hurt by these people, who had been lied to by these people were in shock. They could not believe that God would come down and deal with these false prophets, but he did, and he will. He is God all by himself. And just because he can and he has the power to, he will, because you cannot stand there and lie in God's name and lie about God's name and destroy his creation. You do not have, we do not have the permission to do that. based on all these lies that you tell. He says, world rulers were in shock, watching old enemies march in big as you please, right through Jerusalem gates, Jerusalem's gates. In other words, after God dealt with, with put the fire in Zion and, and burnt it to the ground and people were shocked, any and everything could come in and plunder, walk all over, and, 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 and just look at the destruction, stand in awe of it, and I guess, and, and, and react to it or do whatever it was that they wanted to do to it. Because if God had destroyed it, of what worth was it anymore? And so it continues to say, verse 13, because of the sins of her prophets. Remember, it says, he set a fire in Zion. And the world came to laugh at Zion. He burnt it to the ground, right? Earlier on in verse 11. And it says, because of the sins of her prophets and the evil of her priests who exploited good and trusting people, robbing them of their lives. I could stop talking here right now because I think you get the message already 
He says, because of the sins of her prophets and the evil of her priests, the ones who God trusted, the ones who the people trusted, they exploited good and trusting people, robbing them of their lives. You didn't just exploit them, didn't just damage them, didn't just lie to them and mistreat them and mislead them and maltreat them, robbed them of their lives. They didn't give those people, they didn't give you and I life. God did. But because we were trusting and because we are good, we are exploited. We are good people. We yearn for God. We want God. So if you're here today listening to this message, please, I beg you, don't stop going to fellowship. Don't stop fellowshipping with God, with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit because you have come across, across these types of prophets and priests. The day will come when they will answer to God. Let him do it. Don't use it as an excuse to not worship God. Don't use it as an excuse to not read your Bible, to not be in commune, to, to not commune with the Holy Spirit, to not, to, to not commune with God and with Jesus. No, dive deep in, back into God. Dive deep back into Jesus. Dive deep back into the Holy Spirit, back into the Word. None of us are perfect. I'm talking to you right now. There's so many things that I've done, but for the faithfulness of God. But have I come across false prophets? Yes, I have. Was I damaged? Yes, I was. Did God deliver me? He sure did. Which is why I'm talking to you right now. Which is why I'm speaking with so much confidence right now. He will take care of them. Your job is to turn back to him. This misconception that has been put out there about who God is and who he is not. These lies that have been told about him because people say, thus said the Lord, or oh, the Lord declares that. Proclaiming things, saying things in the name of God when he did not speak. And please be careful, not every man of God or woman of God or prophet or priest is this type of evil priest or prophet. There are two kinds. There are the genuine ones who follow the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to tap into the Spirit of God. We need to not, not, not just tap, but it, the Bible says in Him we live, we move, and we have our being. That's why in, at, at Activate God's Purpose, we talk about yielding to God. Because when you yield to Him, you become more aware, you become wiser, you see knowledge. You see things that in the ordinary eye you cannot see, you cannot perceive. The world is a spiritual place, people. It's not just natural. There are spiritual things going on. Think about the movies that we watch. Think about the shows that we watch, like the originals. You see witchcraft being practiced. You see, you, you, you see people using powers, making incantations. And you think it's just a movie. You think it's just fun. Snap out of it. Snap out of the ordinary. Ask God to open your eyes so you can see the extraordinary. Snap out of the natural. Ask God to open your eyes so you can see the supernatural. Because the supernatural, my friend, controls the natural. Whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, 
Have you gotten like in cycles or circles, things happening consistently in your family? Certain times by the age of 60, people die. Mm. By, the age, by, by, the, by the time someone gets to 35, they get a t- particular type of disease consistently. It's a pattern. Do you think that is ordinary? Maybe in a family, nobody gets married or none of the women gets married. Do you think that that is natural? None of the men can be stable. They're like vagabonds all over the place, just reckless, living a reckless life, and they can't figure out why. It's not that they want to be that way. The world is not natural. It is spiritual. And these priests, these prophets that are lying to people are tapping into the spiritual realm to fool us, pretending that they're tapping into God, but they're not. It says in verse 14, again, Lamentations chapter 4, verse 11 to 16. It says, these prophets and priests blindly grope their way through the streets. This is after God has dealt with them. Grimy and stayed from their dirty lives. Wasted by their wasted lives. Shuffling from fatigue, dressed in rags. People yell at them, get out of here, dirty old men. Get lost. Don't touch us. Don't infect us. That should be your attitude towards them. Don't infect us. Don't infect me. Don't lay your hand on me. Don't come near me. Don't pray on me. Do not prophesy on me. Do not ask me for my money. I'll wait till the Holy Spirit shows me someone who's genuine. And that person can prophesy over me, can pray over me. And I honestly would love to tithe and give offerings to such a person, to their ministry, to their fellowship. Because why? They are of God. But I need God to show me. Because with the ordinary eye, it's difficult to tell which prophet or, 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 or um, priest is true and which isn't. We need God's eyes. We need God's wisdom. We need God's understanding. We need God's insight, instruction, and discernment. And such instru- instruction and discernment and awareness comes from the Holy Spirit of God. It continues to say, they have to leave town. They wander off. Nobody wants them to stay here. It it baffles me when sometimes somewhere false prophets have been discovered and yet people who know better defend them. People know, people who see and who know I'm not talking about guessing or maybe, maybe so, they're not sure. I'm I'm talking about people who actually really know that these men or women are false prophets. They are false priests and that they're robbing people of their lives. They're playing with the souls of people. They're exchanging the souls of people, dabbling into people's lives like people's lives mean nothing. There are people who know these people and yet they support them and yet they cover them and yet they hide them. Everyone knows wherever they wander that they've been kicked out of their own hometown. God will kick them out. God will kick them out. Verse 16, talking about God kicking them out. He says, God himself scattered them. No longer does he look out for them. 
So which means he was waiting, giving them a chance. He's a God of mercy. They are his creation as well. The thing is, like I always say, God has given us his free will. And this free will, we use it to do whatever we want. And so perhaps, yes, like I said in the beginning, maybe they started off well. Maybe they meant well, right? Maybe they were properly ordained. Maybe they were properly called. Maybe they were called into ministry and they started well with a clean heart. But it says, God himself scattered them. No longer does he look out for them. He has nothing to do with the priests. He cares nothing for the elders. God decides, you know what? I'm not going to have anything to do with you anymore. I've given you too many chances. You could have changed. I gave you many opportunities to change. I gave you many opportunities to clean your ways, but you didn't. And I'm not going to sit here as God and watch you destroy my people when I have sent my son, Jesus Christ, to reconcile my people to me. Who are you, man or woman, born of a woman, to then come and try to destroy that plan, damage that plan of reconciliation, destroy the plan of redemption by lying to my people. And now there's this misconception that I'm okay with it. I'm not okay with it. I'm going to show you that I am God. I created you and I created them and I have power over all of you, over all my creation. You choose your free will to do evil. I will now exercise my power to show you that your free will is not going to further damage my people. I created them for my glory. I am God. And so God is vexed. God is angry. God is hurting for his people. He says, no more. He says, he poured out his raging wrath. He set a fire in Zion that burnt it to the ground. Let's be careful, people. God is loving God is merciful, God is kind, but he's a God of truth and he hates lies. He hates lies. Lies come come from Satan. They come from the devil. And too many people are being lied to and being damaged and being turned away from God. And enough is enough. Enough is enough. We have come to a dispensation where it's enough. And all these excuses that we use, because of these false prophets and false priests to not come to God, we take these misconceptions, we take what they've said and done to us, and we turn away from God. We cannot allow ourselves to become casualties of these priests and prophets. This is, we cannot use them as an excuse or as a good reason to not walk with God. No, God already sent Jesus to die for us. Jesus did not deviate from God. Jesus was not a false prophet. Jesus was not a false elder. He was not a false priest. Everything about him was true and pure. That's who our yardstick is. That's who we follow. It's not about religion. It's about following Jesus. God bless you. Ooh. Ah, thank you, Lord. The Bible clearly warns us, Matthew chapter 
7 verse 15 says, beware of false prophets. So you see, it's in the Bible. If we can only read our Bible and stop following these misconceptions that we hear on TV or in, in churches or wherever it is that you go, that you hear, hear all this stuff or you're listening to the crowd and all this misconception about God because some priest or some elder or some deacon or some, uh, 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 um, some prophet said something in the name of God and it ended up damaging people and they did it for their own attention. They did it for money. They did it for power. They abused the position that they were ordained in to misuse and maltreat and hurt God's people. Don't use that as an excuse to not come to God, to not follow him or to not continue following him. God is transparent. He says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. They're not just wolves. They're ravenous. They come to you in sheep's clothing. Deception. Deception. Full of darkness. You know, they're acting like they're full of light. And they're very skilled at this. They're very, very good. They're very good. It says, but inwardly, they are ravenous wolves. They're looking to devour people. They're looking for opportunities to, to fool people, to lie to them. They're looking for opportunities and they use God's name. They use the name of Jesus. They use, but they're not using, the, they're not using the Holy Spirit. They're not working by the Holy Spirit. It is another spirit. It is a lying spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, not a spirit of truth, the spirit of truth. We have to test every spirit. We have to test. The Bible says, seek ye no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. But how can we do this? We need a spirit. We need to understand that we are spiritual beings. We're not just this flesh, this carnal nature. We need to allow our spiritual side to be developed, to be built up by God, by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit. And then when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we can discern these people. And even if we don't get it the first time, at some point, the Holy Spirit will start to reveal certain things to us that will make us start questioning. And then we will be able to put two and two together and understand and see the real thing that is standing in front of us, a ravenous wolf, not a real man or woman of God, not a real prophet, not a real priest of God. Holy Spirit will open your eyes. Holy Spirit will open my eyes. Holy Spirit will open the eyes of the world. Holy Spirit will open the eyes of our children. Ah. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Beloved or beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is, this is the Bible. This is God talking to you. So then what excuse do we have? We can't say, oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't realize. The Bible is telling us. God is talking to us. He himself is saying there are many. Like Jesus said, many will come in my name. But when the time comes, I will point at them and say, I don't know you. 
And they will say, oh, but I delivered this person, but I did. And Jesus said, I don't know you because whatever it is that you did was not in my name. It looked good. It sounded good. It appeared good. Even beautiful. It appeared as light. But you did not do it in my name. You are a ravenous wolf. The people may not have known it, but I know it. And you do not fool me. I am Jesus. I know who you are. And you may have fooled my people, but I know who you are. He said, get away from me. Get away from me. So beloved, take your Bible. Read your Bible. Let the Bible guide you. Forget about all this religion thing and, and oh, well, God. Forget your philosophies. Forget, forget your science. Forget your intellect. Put the stuff aside. We're talking about your life, our lives, the lives of our children. We're talking about our earth, our world. There are foul beings out there. There are foul people out there, ravenous wolves coming to us as light, full of deceptions of all kinds. And they love it. They love doing it. And they've loved, they've done it so much that they're so skilled at it. So we need the spirit of truth. And 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Many false prophets have gone out into the world. They are here already. They're here. They're here. Our job is to turn to God, yield to him, yield to the Holy Spirit so that they can protect us, so that they can keep us, so that they can open our eyes and empower us to tell the difference between the actual prophet of God and the ravenous wolf who calls himself the prophet of God or who calls herself the prophet of God or prophetess of God. Without the Holy Spirit in us, they will fool us. If we do not have the Holy Spirit, they will fool us. Matthew 24, 24 says, For false Christs, false Christs, they act like they're saviors. They're false. They act like they deliver us. They're false. They will even show signs and wonders. They're false. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. The elect being those who already believe God, who believe Jesus, who believe the Holy Spirit. The elect being those who are following Christ. Even those people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Even those people who are filled with Jesus. Even those people who are filled with God. There's a possibility that even they will be fooled by these false prophets. So how much more a person who does not have God, you're busy intellectualizing, philosophizing, scientificizing God. Pardon my grammar. You have all these theories about God. You're not filled with the Holy Spirit, not filled with Jesus. Imagine how easy it is it would be for that ravenous wolf. Or you could be going to church, you could be going to fellowship, but you're not really into God. You're just going for showmanship. You're vulnerable to this ravenous wolf. He knows you. He sees you. She knows you. She sees you. They know who to look out for. They know exactly your moment of vulnerability. They know exactly when to strike. 
and you think that they're doing you good, you think they're being your savior. The Bible says they will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Matthew 24, 24. They are extremely skillful in deceit. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 to 15 says, For such men are false apostles. Jesus. Deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. They disguise that they <laughs> oh Jesus. They are masters of disguise. People, learn how to fellowship with God on your own. Stop running helter-skelter everywhere and there and everywhere and about looking for so-called men of God, women of God to solve your problems. Yes, the genuine, genuine ones are there. I want to emphasize that. There are genuine men and women of God, beautiful souls, filled with the fear of God, filled with the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there are many out there as well who are liars, who are deceitful, and they're skilled at deceit, pretending to be the Christ's, pretending to be our saviors, pretending to be our deliverers. 2 Corinthians 11, 13, 15, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, deceitful workmen, their work is deceitful, disguising themselves. They can disguise themselves. They can change form according to who you are, according to the situation, according to what is needed, according to your vulnerability, according to whatever open door you have open for them. They can disguise themselves to fit the picture, to fit the moment, hey, to fit the problem that you're carrying as your savior. They know how to do this. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So here's the spirit that they're really following, the spirit of Satan. Even Satan, can, dis can, can he disguises himself as a spirit of light. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And he is light. But Satan can disguise himself as truth, as light. He can. And these people tap into the spirit, into this force of darkness, and they come to us as light, but they are ravenous wolves and they disguise themselves. We've all been fooled by them. I, maybe, maybe someone listening has not been. I know I have been. <laughs> I know I have been. And it took God. It took God himself to fight for me. It took God himself to save me and still save me and is still saving me. So it is no surprise if his servants, I'm still reading 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 13 to 15. And we just read, and no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants, they call themselves priests, apostles, men of God, women of God, elders, deaconesses, deacons, whatever title it is that they come up with, right? Bishops. 
So it is of no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. <laughs> their end will correspond to their deeds. So don't forget, remember what we read in Lamentations chapter 4? It says, God, he, God, poured out his raging wrath. He set a fire in Zion and burnt it to the ground. Why? In verse 12, because of the sins of her prophets. I mean, verse 13, because of the sins of her prophets and the evil of her priests who exploited good and trusting people, robbing them of their lives. And here in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 13 to 15, at the end it says, their end will correspond to their deeds. God is watching. God is not blind. What a man sows is what he reaps. These people who are robbing God's people, who are hurting them, who are damaging, damaging them, who are deceiving them, who are ravenous wolves, their end will correspond to their deeds. What they do will catch up with them. It will catch up with them. God is a merciful God. He will give them time. Just like he gives all of us time when we sin, when we're rebellious, we turn away from him. We make excuses why we should not believe in him, why we should not serve him, why we should not put offerings down, tithings. We all have these arguments that we have, you know. And uh, uh, But these people, but what God does is he gives them a window. He gives us a window because his love is so unconditional. No matter how bad or rotten a person is, when they yield to him, when they turn to God, while you and I are busy judging them, while you and I are busy crying them down, if they genuinely turn to God, believe you me, he's going to accept them. He's going to love them. He's going to take them and wash them and clean them up. And you'll forget. But these people, they don't want to be cleaned up by God. Oh no, they're enjoying. They're enjoying what they're doing. That is what eventually brings God's wrath. When we, we keep enjoying the stuff that we do, that we know is sin, that we know is deceitful, that we know is harmful, that we know is rotten, that we know is painful and destructive to ourselves and to other people, and we just think that God is just going to sit there and look on? No! One day will be one day when God just says, I'm fed up, and you will not see him coming. You will not see him coming. These people will not see him coming. May you and I never be in a position where we don't see God coming because God is no joke. He's loving, he's kind, but he can also be terrible. He can also be terrible. We have to reverence him. We have to fear him. These people who do what they do to God's people, who do what they do to the world, and they skillfully deceit people, and they've forgotten about the wrath of God, they're in for a good surprise because their end will correspond to their deeds. I pray to God that they stop soon for their own good because they will answer for the lives that they have destroyed. There are consequences. Many of them are out there. Matthew chapter 24, verse 11. And many false prophets will arise 
and lead many astray. May you and I and our loved ones not be in that crowd of many that these false prophets lead astray. If we are in a situation right now where a false prophet is ministering to us, is in front of us, is in our lives, is involved in our lives, may God remove that false prophet or those false prophets from our lives. May God expose them and remove them in the name of Jesus. Because sometimes in our humanity, we don't know. We don't know, but God knows. And God himself warns us in Jeremiah 23, verse 16. Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. Not from the mouth of the Lord. Filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds. Visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. Jeremiah 23 verse 16. You see, it's, it's in the Bible. God is telling us all these things. He's exposing all of it for our own good. But yet we turn away from him. We turn away from the Bible. We turn away from Jesus. We turn away from the Holy Spirit. And then something happens and we're like, why me? Oh God, how did I get into this? How did this happen? God, how can you let this happen? God, how did you? God, where were you? God, oh, so now it's God's fault. Now we blame him. Now we say it's his fault, but it's clearly in his word, he's warning us. He said, be careful. They'll come to you and say that they are of God and by God, but they're not. But should that stop us? This is where the misconception is. Should that stop us from worshiping God because of such people? Should that stop us from coming to him because of such people? Should that stop us from yielding to him because of such people? I pray that you realize that your life is too valuable, too worthy, especially to God, for you to give in to such people, to such false prophets, and then use that as an excuse when they, when they, when they, um, when they disappoint you, when they hurt you, when they damage you. Use that as an excuse to not come to God. You use that as a reason to not come to God, your creator, the one who built you, who formed you, or before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. God who says, I have a plan for you, a plan not to harm you, not to injure you, but to lead you, a good plan to lead you to an expected good end. It says, not from the mouth of the Lord. They speak these things of their own minds and fool us. We have to be careful. We have to be discerning. They are out to serve their own appetite. They are out to serve their own purpose, plan, and agenda. Not God's plan and agenda. They don't have your goodwill at heart. All they're thinking about is how they're going to eat you up. They are ravenous. They are hungry. They are deceitful. They will not stop at anything. Nothing is too low or beneath them to do to get the best out of you. They will do anything. Their wickedness, their evil, their appetite, 
are bottomless. There's no end. It's just dark, bottomless pit of an appetite that they have to just eat and devour, eat and devour any good thing that they see in you, that they see in me. Robbing people of their lives, robbing people of people of their souls, robbing people of their spirits, robbing people of their minds, of their finances, of their health, of their sanity, robbing God's people. But their deeds, remember we read earlier, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13, their end will correspond to their deeds. God will answer them. You focus on God. You focus on building your relationship with Jesus. You focus on building your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Once you realize who and what they are, leave it alone. That's just, that is not, that should not be your breakfast, lunch, and dinner conversation. Your uh, 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 you're, you're in the office, it's your conversation. You're this, everywhere you go, it's your conversation. This false prophet, that, this false... No, 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 no. That's a distraction in itself. They're still winning when you do that. Forget about them. Leave God to deal with them. Be happy that you have been enlightened, that you've been illuminated, that now you see the truth. And focus on God. And focus on God's purpose, calling, and plan for your life. Why are you here? What is God's will for you? Focus on that and thank him for saving you from ravenous wolves and false prophets. Now go seek what God wants you to do and who he wants you to be and why you're here. Hmm. Oh, Jesus. Romans chapter, six, Romans chapter 16, verse 18. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. Remember, they're ravenous wolves. And they see visions of their own minds, not from God. Visions of their own minds and lie to you. Because through those lies, they can get whatever they want out of you. Doesn't matter. Whether it's adoration, sex, money, um, Whatever it is that they want, they disguise themselves, skillfully disguise themselves as men of God, as women of God, and they come after us. No conscience. They don't care. They don't care. All they care about is their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, or flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. See? You and I are, are naive. We're trusting. <laughs> we think everybody's genuine. I, I had that problem for the longest time. Longest time. Always wearing my heart on my sleeve. And um, trusting people. Always thinking, well, you know, I should love people before I judge them. You know, I should... You know, and all those emotions of wanting to be kind, wanting to be loving, wanting to... I had not found the balance between you can still love people, but still be careful. I wasn't careful. I just thought, you know, give, give. And just be loving, just be kind. Give people a chance. Come from a place of love. 
What I did not put into place was be careful. Don't be so trusting. Watch. Be discerning. And I got hit times with that number. Didn't matter where, whether it was in church, at work, family, friends, people I was dating, didn't matter. I got hit so many times because people will disguise themselves according to who they believe you want them to be until they get what they want and then they disappear and they damage you or they continue to use you until whatever appetite they have has been satisfied and you are left drained and damaged and it'll take the grace of God to bring you back to life and to keep you moving in your sanity and to keep you moving complete and healed, lacking nothing. It takes God to do that. So let's focus on him. Let's focus on Jesus, uh, the one who restores us, the one who heals us, the one who keeps us together completely, lacking nothing. He said, I came that you might have life, but not just life, have it abundantly. Let's turn to him. Why? Because these people, by smooth talk and flattery or flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. Because all they care about is their own appetite. Again, that's Romans chapter 16, verse 18. Understand that God did not send them. God did not send them to do what they do to you, what they do to me, what they've done to the world. God did not send them to destroy children. God did not send them to destroy families and marriages and, and, and women and men. God did not send them to be deceptive. God did not send them to be wolves, ravenous wolves. God did not send them to fulfill their own appetites. Jesus didn't come to fulfill his appetite. He came to save us. These people are not of God. He did not send them. Jeremiah 14, 14. And the Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them or speak to them. They are prophesying to you a lying vision, worthless divination, and the deceit of their own minds. Worthless divination. Divination is a spiritual thing. That's why I keep telling you, the world is not just ordinary and natural and scientific as you see it. The world is spiritual. And there are spiritual battles, spiritual plans, spiritual strategies that are going on for each and every one of our lives. The only person... The only being that can disempower these wolves, that can disempower these satanic people, these people who come as light when they are Satan's children, these people who come as God's children when they are Satan's children, these people who are de deceitful, full of lies, and we are na naive. Our hearts are deceived. We can't see them. We can't discern them. The only person, the only being that can deal with them accordingly is God, is Jesus, is the Holy Spirit. 
and they come together as one and deal with deal with such beings or they'll give them a chance and it'll you will be you'll be so upset it's so maddening when someone is terrible feeding their own appetite lying to people deceitful and their lives appear to be great everything seems to be honky dory for them while you're suffering while the world is suffering and you're wondering well god i'm sorry how can you be real how can you exist when you're watching this debacle or debacle did i say that word correctly d e b a c l e why are you watching this god and you're letting it happen well because he's merciful you know he gives people a chance they get opportunities and chances and forgiveness that you and I will not give people god will give them and and sometimes that's a difficult 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 pill to swallow but he does if they repent he did the same for you and I so <laughs> he's a he's a just god and so ah the deceit of their own minds they are prophesying to you a lying vision worthless divination and the deceit of their own minds but you see let's also be honest let's maintain a balance we are also to blame we are also to blame because you know we have to look up to god we must accept jesus we must accept the holy spirit to prevent these wolves that are not of god these wolves who are after their own appetites these wolves who by smooth talk and flattery they deceive the hearts of the naive they deceive us but the bible has the answers god has the answers jesus is the answer the holy spirit sees and knows all things and they can warn us they can talk to us they can guide us they can direct us and they can shield us but we must turn to them it takes a spirit to counter a spirit you cannot deal with spirits in the flesh you cannot deal with spirits in your human nature it's not going to work they will empower you they will take over it takes a bigger spirit and that bigger spirit is god to deal with them in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 3 to 4 for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching but having itchy ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and when we do that when we accumulate for ourselves teachers to suit our desires our passions our sins people who will not tell us the truth we accumulate people who will not tell us the truth we don't want sound teaching we don't want to endure sound teaching we have itching ears we want to hear what we want to hear the smooth talkers the soothsayers that is why these ravenous wolves are able to empower us 
because we let them in. We let them in because we ourselves are not always seeking truth. We don't want to hear the hard truth. We want smooth talk. We want feel good. We want the soulish things. Pleasure. And these wolves know that. So we become fodder for them. And they use us to feed their own appetites. Because we want to suit our own passions. And it continues to say, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Myths. We wander off into myths. We allow these misconceptions of who God is, of who God says is a man of God, of who uh, we allow these misconceptions of who God says is a woman of God. We don't, we don't go by the ones that he says, this is a real man of God. This is a real woman of God. That's what I'm trying to say. What we do is we allow ourselves to be deceived by the soothsayers, the smooth talkers, the ones who come as light, the ones who are ravenous, the ones who are disguising themselves. We like them. They know our psychology. They know how we function and how we operate. They know how to get us. And we like them because they make us you know, shiver and feel good. We don't like the ones that tell us the truth. We don't like the ones that reveal God to us because revealing God to us means that we have to bend our ego. We have to surrender. We have to put down our pride. We have to humble ourselves. We have to listen. We have to give up our free will. We don't want that. We would rather go with these people who are after their own appetites, who are lying to us because our passions become fulfilled by these people. Our passions, our desires, the things we want to hear. These people fulfill that. A true man of God, a true woman of God will not fulfill such things. And so we don't want those true people. We want the ones who lie to us who speak their own visions, who speak their own minds. They deceive our hearts. They come with worthless divination. They come with the deceit of their own minds. They, they, they lead us from the truth and cause us to wander into myths because we don't want to hear the truth. We don't want to read the truth. And the Bible says that Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the light. He is the life. It doesn't say he's a way. It says he is the way. If you want this God, then he says, come through my son, Jesus Christ. If you cannot do that, well. And he says, if you want to operate in any spirit, you operate in my Holy Spirit. If you cannot do that, well, what you have waiting for you out there are ravenous wolves who lead you into myths. And when they lead you into those myths, they devour you. 
They have you exactly where they want you. And how, why does it become easy for them? Because you have certain passions and desires that God will not tolerate. But these wolves will tolerate those passions and desires and feed on them and devour you. So look at it really well. Is that what you want? It's up to you. You choose. Jesus warns us in Matthew chapter 24 from verse 4 to 5. And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. See, it's on you. It's on me to see that no one leads us astray. For many will come in my name. You know, we, people always say, well, God, well, I didn't know. Well, I could, what well, the Bible is here. The Bible is here. God has not left us without knowledge. Not, not only did he provide the Bible, he provided Jesus. Then he didn't stop there. He provided us with the Holy Spirit. What excuse do we have? Oh, Matthew chapter 24, 4-5. And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. See that no one leads you, makes you wander into the myths. Be careful of your appetites, your passions, and, your, and desires. The ravenous wolves see those appetites and passions and desires and will feed on them. Their appetite is stronger than your own. The desire to devour you is stronger than your appetite. They will come for you. They can see you. They, discern, they know. And they know exactly what to use, exactly how to disguise, and exactly how to hit you and when to hit you. And then leave you. But for the grace of God, that some of us are still alive. Because when they hit you, they hit you raw. I mean hard. Hmm. He says, many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And they will lead many astray. God help us. God help our world. That we will not be led astray by these devouring wolves. These satans in disguise. Who are only interested in their own appetites. And who come with the deceit of their own minds, saying, Thus saith the Lord, when God did not say. Protect yourself. Protect your loved ones. Protect the world. John 14, 16 says, Jesus said to them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. Protect yourself. Turn to Jesus. Get your covering under Jesus. Go under the banner of God, under the banner of Jesus, under the covering of the Holy Spirit. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. See, see to it that no one takes you captive by false philosophy and empty deceit 
according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. You see, it says that they... <laughs> see, you see to it. It says, see to it that no one, doesn't matter who it is, takes you captive by false philosophy. And oh, do we have many philosophies flying around. False philosophies that will not save you, that will not deliver you, that will take you to dead ends. He says, an empty deceit. Nothing for you in deceit. Nothing to save you. Nothing that is life-giving. It is empty. Nothing to feed you with good things. Nothing good in it. It is empty deceit. It might make sense outwardly, but it is empty. And we need to be able to discern these things. We need the Holy Spirit. That it continues to say, according to human tradition, these things we human beings, these systems that we have built, these traditions we have built, this so-called knowledge that we have, we're all knowing, we're so arrogant with, with knowledge, so prideful with our intellect, our books, our this, our that. This is how you do it. This is the way. But then these wolves come and lead our arrogance and our pride and cause us to wander into their myths with, their visions, with, the, with the visions of their own minds only disguising themselves, only to lead us to destruction. Human traditions. Then it says, according to the elemental spirits, into the mythical world. Lying spirits. I'm telling you, life is not natural. It is supernatural. Elemental spirits of the world. And not according to Christ. That's Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. They are lying to us, people. Again, let me emphasize, not everyone, but there are many, as Jesus said, that will come in his name, that are lying to us. Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 6. They have seen false visions and lying divinations. Again, the word divination. Spiritual Spiritual, spiritual people, let's wake up. It takes spirit to know spirit, spirit to conquer spirit. You cannot discern them in your natural state of mind. This is why they keep getting us over and over again. And it seems like they're winning. We cannot discern them in the physical. We have to be spiritual. We cannot discern them in our science. Our, our, our philosophy, our traditions, our systems, our knowledge, our degrees, our schools, our, our, our universities, our colleges. We cannot discern them that way. We cannot. We need the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth to discern the spirit of lies. We need the spirit of light to discern the spirit of darkness. Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 6. They have seen false visions and lying divinations. They say, declares the Lord when the Lord has not sent them. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 
The Lord has not sent them. God help us. And there are many out there who say that God sent them. And yet they expect him to fulfill their word. Oh my Lord. Can you imagine? They expect God to fulfill the false prophecy, the false vision that they have given you and I. They, <laughs> so if they are that arrogant, spiritually arrogant, to actually expect God to fulfill their false visions when he did not send them, when he did not declare it, but because they go and lie and say God said, they actually expect God in heaven. They expect Jesus who died for us and rose again. They expect the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit to actually back them up. Yes. This is how far gone they are. They actually want God to do something about it. After they have lied to you and I, after they have destroyed God's people, after they've lied, they want to make liars off of God. If they can dare to do that to God, how much more can they strive to hurt you and I, to destroy us? How much more would they lie to us? Think about it. God did not send them. He says, and they expect him to fulfill their word. Their word. They want the almighty God to fulfill their word, their lying tongues, to fulfill their darkness, to say, oh yeah, I didn't say it, but yes, I said it just because this lying prophet said this, this, and that in my name and that I said so when I didn't. Oh yeah, sure. I'll leave heaven and come and back him up or back her up. That's how foul, that's how disgusting these people are. Because the spirit that they operate in is disgusting. It doesn't care. It devours. It's ruthless. Wake up, people. Wake up. And, and let me say something here. These people don't only come in the forms of the church. They come as elders. They can be people in our lives who don't have titles, such as apostles, prophets, pastors, men of God, women of God. Deception is everywhere. It can be someone you look up to that actually worships these lying spirits. It can be someone you're married to. <laughs> it can be someone who's in your family, who's, in your, who's a friend of yours. They're everywhere. Not to scare you. There's nothing to be scared about. If anything, be empowered now. Now that you know, now that you've been reminded, or maybe you've never known, now you know. Just turn to God. Nothing to be scared of because God is more powerful than they are and he will make you more powerful than them because you will carry Jesus in you and the Holy Spirit. So God will be God. Jeremiah 23 verse 21. I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, 
yet they prophesied. That's God talking. Jeremiah 23, 21. In case you're asking again, hmm? in case you're still doubting, God says in Jeremiah 23, verse 21, I did not send the prophets. He says, I did not speak to them, yet they spoke. I'll tell you who God sent. He sent Jesus. And after Jesus ascended, the Holy Spirit of truth descended. So now you have this misconception that you should not come to God. You should not follow him. You should not be with him. Because, oh, all these churches, people are lying. All these false prophets, all these false apostles, all these false um, shepherds in the house of God, all these false elders, all these, you know. And you, you go by that and use that as a reason, as a stepping stone to not follow Jesus, to not follow the Holy Spirit, to not follow God. You're fooling yourself. And if I do that, I'm fooling myself. Let nothing, allow nothing, allow no one to turn you away from God. When you do that, you're not harming them. You're only harming yourself. And then they win. They win. They win when you do that. So stop fooling yourself. Sometimes it's on purpose. We fool ourselves on purpose because we want to go and sin. It's true. We lie to ourselves because we want to fulfill our desires. So when we hear about these false prophets, we use that. We use that. And we have to stop doing that. We have to stop doing that. So John, John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance. Sorry, and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. It says John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, all things, and bring, you see, he says he, would, he, says he will send in my name. Again, we we'll go back to Jesus the Christ. He is the way or the way, the truth. He says, so even the Holy Spirit coming is in his name. God himself sends the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, the name that so many don't want to hear. But whether you like it or not, he's real. He exists. And he, it was he that died, only him that died and rose again for our salvation, to bring us back to our maker, to our father. So he says, John 14, 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he, he will teach you all, all, all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So even the things that you've forgotten that Jesus, you know, there are times I've read the Bible several times and it's so profound, it's so deep. I can't keep everything in my spirit, but something will happen and then suddenly a scripture that I had forgotten about that I didn't even know I knew will rise up in my spirit and it'll fit 
the situation, the question I have or the situation that I'm going through, the exact scripture, the Holy Spirit will bring us back to remembrance. He will wake us up and everything Jesus has said to us, if we feed ourselves in his word and have a relationship with him, everything he has said to us, the Holy Spirit will bring to us. He'll help us to remember. So some people say, oh, I have to read the whole Bible. I have to quote. You just read, just study, just learn. It's for your own good. The scripture is life. When you need it, it will rise within you. Hmm. The scripture is, I want to say the breath of God will breathe into you. The accurate scripture according to whatever your situation is at that moment. So, you say, but how can I avoid these false prophets? My response to you is the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 11, verse 2. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, and the Spirit of knowledge and the, and the fear of the Lord. That's the Spirit it's, just, it's actually talking about, it's a, this is the prophecy of Jesus coming in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. And it's saying that the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, and the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Well, it is the same Holy Spirit that will come upon you. The same Spirit that came upon Jesus and empowered him to do what he was able to do on this earth. He's the same Holy Spirit that will fill you, that will guide you, that will teach you. It's the same Holy Spirit that Jesus said, I will send. He said, the Father will send the Spirit in my name. That's how you conquer these deceitful, false beings, be they prophets, priests, friends, family, whoever, whatever, wherever they are, colleagues, because they're everywhere. They're everywhere. The lies are everywhere. Thank God for God who is also everywhere. For the Holy Spirit who is also everywhere. Who knows all things before you even know them. And who can reveal all things to you. And bring you to remembrance. So the same Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon you. The same Spirit of wisdom shall rest upon you and I. The same spirit of understanding, the same spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of God. May he rest upon you. May he rest upon me. Because that is the only way we can avoid or conquer or, 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 or survive these false prophets. Because like Jesus said, he said, there are many of them Many of them come in his name. So let's go to, to close, let's go to John 16. Hmm. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John, I'm sorry. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Um, I should have marked this before starting. I usually do, and for some reason I didn't this time. 
forgive me. So, John chapter 16, verse 12 to 15, in closing. He says, I still have many things to tell you, but you can't handle them now. But when the friend comes, the friend, that is the, the spirit of the truth, he will take you by the hand and guide you into all the truth there is. He won't draw your attention to himself. You remember these wolves, they draw attention to themselves. But the Holy Spirit does not draw attention to himself. These wolves draw attention to themselves to fulfill their own appetites. But the Holy Spirit does not draw attention to himself. And it continues to say, but will make sense out of what is about to happen. And indeed, out of all that I have done and said, he will honor me, that me being Jesus. He will take from me and deliver it to you. He will take from, he literally will take from God. He will take from Jesus and deliver it to us. Not like these false prophets, right? Who are of the deceit of their own minds. They don't take from God. God didn't tell them to speak, but they speak. But the Holy Spirit comes. He takes from God. He takes from Jesus and then brings it to us. He says, indeed, out of all that I have done and said, he will honor me, he will take from me and deliver it to you. Everything, everything the Father has is also mine. That is why I've said he takes from me and delivers to you. Mm. That is why I said he takes from me and delivers to you. Why? Because Everything the Father has is also mine. That's Jesus talking. And because everything the Father has is also Jesus's, the Holy Spirit takes from Jesus and brings the truth to us. That's the message version. The New International Version says, we're still on John 16, chapter 12, verse 15. You say, Jesus says, I have much to say, I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear now. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Oh, not some, all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. It is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. The Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. God, give us understanding. God, shield us. God, open the eyes of the world from all these lies 
Touch your children, O God. Touch every one of us. Lead us, cover us, protect us from this present darkness, these ravenous wolves, these liars, these people who speak deceit from their own minds and say, you said, these people devouring our souls or trying to, these people leading us because of the desires and passions of our flesh, they lead us, they use that and they use divination to lead us into myths, into lies, Protect us from them. Forgive us our sins. Have mercy and protect us from these deceitful beings, Lord. These horribly deceitful beings who don't care for our lives or our souls. They only care about their own appetites. These devourers coming in disguise, coming as saviors, coming as Christ. Forgive us our sins and keep us. We turn to you. We ask you for help. We ask you to open our eyes. We ask you for revelation. Be with us, O oh God, every step of the way. Have mercy. Be with us, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be with us. Bring the truth to us. Destroy the lies. Bring the truth to our world, to our families, our loved ones, our children, our colleagues, our churches, our fellowships. Bring the truth, Lord, even as you breathed upon the earth and there was. So breathe upon us so that there is truth. Breathe all over the world and let your truth prevail. Let your truth conquer the lies. Let your light conquer the darkness. Let your truth conquer the deceptions. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name. Come in the name of Jesus. Come Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. Feel, please feel free to write to activategodspurpose at gmail.com or visit www.activategodspurpose.com God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. I don't take it for granted. And um, may God help us and keep us from lying spirits and keep us with the spirit of truth in Jesus' name. Again, feel free to write activategodspurpose at gmail.com www.activategodspurpose.com Let the Helper, who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in the name of Jesus, let him teach us all things and bring us to remembrance all that Jesus has said to us, all that Jesus has for us, all that God has done for us and will do for us. Let the Spirit of God rest upon us. The Spirit of the Lord himself rest upon us. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. And the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of God rest upon us. Now and forevermore. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'll talk to you soon. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.